Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. Welcome to Macomb County, and uh, thank you for joining us for the annual State of the County Address. Uh, for those that are first-timers, um, I'm just going to kind of forewarn you here. Uh, this is kind of less of a speech and kind of a more of a dinner show, uh, as you can already tell. <laughs> for those of you that have been here before, you realize that you've got to watch the show before you get to have dinner. So <laughs> it's that 45-minute opportunity. But uh, once again, I want to thank Jennifer for that kind introduction and for helping us celebrate this evening. Thank you. And uh, before we get on with the show, I just I want to take a quick moment to recognize uh, and welcome some of the a few individuals. Um, starting with our, our county, or I guess you will I'll start with the uh, um, regional partners that I have here today. And I'm very fortunate uh, that they actually uh, took the time to show up here. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to recognize Wayne County Executive, Mr. Warren Evans. Warren. We also have in the house the Oakland County Executive, Mr. L. Brooks Patterson. <laughs> Brooks is wise to this. He's a sly fox. He understands it's about a 45-minute production, and so he waits for the introduction of himself, takes a quick nap, and then uh, joins us for the festivities afterwards. <laughs> Warren and I are on to you, Brooks. We know why you're sitting back there. So. Also with us, my friend uh, to the north, if you will, Chairman of the St. Clair County Board of Commissioners, Mr. Jeff Bohm. Jeff. <laughs> and although he couldn't be here this evening, representing Mayor Mike Duggan from the City of Detroit, Chief Operating Officer, Mr. David Masseron. David. I would like to recognize our countywide elected officials who are uh, some in attendance here tonight. The Public Works Commissioner, Candace Miller, Treasurer, Larry Rocca, Clerk, Fred Miller, Prosecutor, Eric Smith, and Sheriff, Tony Wickersham. If you're here, please stand. We also have with us members of the Macomb County Board of Commissioners, I'm sorry, the judges from our circuit and district court, as well as the probate court, led by their chief judge, James Biernett. Judges, thank you for being here. My brother's the only one that wanted to stand up. So. And believe me, he's only here for the festivities afterwards, too. So, We also have uh, with us, and I, I love recognizing this, because how many times can you say you have a Supreme Court Justice from Macomb County? Ladies and gentlemen, David Viviano. Please stand up. I want to thank all of you for your service. Um, I want to extend a special thank you to our presenting sponsor as well, Ascension Macomb, Oakland, uh, along with the other sponsors who are in your program. Also to the Macomb and Sterling Heights Chambers who helped us put this program together, Melanie, I want to thank you, and Grace, I not only want to thank you, but I also would like to congratulate you on your 40 years of service to the Chamber. As many of you may or may not know, um, actually, Grace is going to be leaving her position at the Chamber and uh, as the Executive Director, but she's still going to be sticking around for some of the uh, special projects. So with that being said, Grace, I just want to thank you for your leadership in all that you've done for the Macomb County Chamber as well as Macomb County. Thank you, Grace. Where are you at? She's so shy. 
As you know, this year we celebrated Macomb County's bicentennial, 200 years. And uh, that 200 years of history was put on display through a number of community events. We showcased our rich heritage with cultural displays, panel discussions, and some special events. We even attended a few parades and uh, lit off some fireworks. And of course, we had some birthday cake. But I gotta tell you, to me, the high point of this celebration was our torch relay. This 200-mile nonstop relay was all about connecting our communities and showcasing the continuous progress of this place we call home. There were 200 torchbearers that ran an unbroken 40-hour relay, which passed through all 27 of our communities here. I had the opportunity to be there the entire time and witness the enthusiasm and the excitement. And folks, it looked a little bit like this.
pretty amazing. People from all walks of life had an opportunity to be a part of this historic event. And uh, even the guy in the red, I don't know if you caught that visual of the guy with the red, that was my brother Bill, okay? <laughs> he even ran a mile in this particular thing. The reason I put him in there is because I am stuck with that visual going to bed every night. I wanted the rest of you to have that very same sleepless opportunity as well. So, but I want to tell you, I think really what was most interesting about this is carrying this torch is what really added to the excitement. And in fact, it stole the show. It was amazing how many people wanted to take a picture with that torch. And you know where we got it? It was created by Macomb County College students and staff. The torch itself stands 28 inches tall, seven and a half inches wide, and weighs less than two and a half pounds. They incorporated in the design of this several special symbols representing the county's history and heritage. For example, the apple linking us to our agricultural roots, the wheel, represents our automotive heritage. And the symbol of the manufacturing was the gear in the middle. The peregrine falcon feathers on the side reminds us to keep reaching higher every day. This community-inspired torch tells a story about our past, but I think in the design, they also looked at it as helping to light our way into the future. And I want to thank President Jim Sawyer and the folks at the college who transformed our vision for this torch into an incredible reality. Jim, thank you very much. It has been a privilege to serve as county executive during this historic year. And uh, I want to take a moment, if I may, and uh, thank the voters here in Macomb County for allowing me an opportunity to serve as your county executive for the next four years. As a kid born and raised here, I am so proud of this county. And I promise that I'll continue to work every day to serve your interests, and more importantly, to maintain each and every one of your trusts. Oh, leave me hanging, man. Yeah. And with that, I, I do have to make uh, two more mentions. Uh, people that probably, I, I keep talking about my brother Bill, we go back and forth, but there are two other people that are very special in my life that have really been there to help me through all of the challenges uh, that you face as a public official. And uh, one of those, I think uh, many of you recognize and know, uh, my father, Bill Hackle. Dad, where are you at? <laughs> and she's probably gonna kill me for it, but my beautiful wife, Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> now on with the show. Uh, a lot has been accomplished over these past eight years, and the driving force has been our county charter. And it has allowed us an opportunity to bring about a fundamental change in government. This new form of government has, without question, increased our influence. Through the charter, the county now has a consistent elected voice to speak on behalf of 870,000 residents, allowing us to have greater impact on everything from local priorities to federal programs. Simply put, because of the charter, county government has become more accessible, more accountable, and far more influential. So how do we know it's working? Well, we continue to use six key metrics to track our progress. The first metric is our growing population and diversity. Last year, nearly 4,000 new residents made Macomb their home. And since 2010, we have been adding, on average, 12 new residents per day. Our minority population keeps growing. In fact, 
11% of Macomb County residents were born outside of the United States. Clearly, Macomb County continues to be a place where people want to live. The second metric. The second metric is the county's rising educational attainment. Since 2010, Macomb County's education profile has added more than 35,000 associate, bachelor, and graduate degrees. And this trend is likely to continue, especially through creative partnerships, like the recent tuition discount programs offered to county employees by Central Michigan and Davenport Universities, and we thank them, and the new transfer partnership, like the ones with Oakland University and Walsh College, where community college students can now transfer 80 or more credit hours towards their bachelor's degrees. The third metric is family income. In 2017, Macomb's annual median household income increased to more than $60,000. A few years ago, our family income slipped below the state average. Today, our household income is 9% higher than the state average. And as you probably know, this restores the spending power and produces significant benefits to our local economy. The fourth metric we use is jobs. Jobs are on the rise in Macomb. Our unemployment rate is down to 4%, and our workforce grew to more than 445,000 individuals, which is just shy of an all-time high. And the fifth metric, housing. In 2018, we added 1,500 new housing units here in Macomb County, and the median home value increased by more than $8,000. Our last metric, financial stability. Let me simplify this for you. For eight consecutive years, the county has adopted a balanced budget and continues to maintain, maintain its enviable AA-plus bond rating. This is due to the efforts of the countywide elected officials, the department heads, the employees, the board of commissioners' involvement and engagement during the budgetary process. And uh, I got to tell you, a lot of credit goes out to the director of our finance department and the folks in that office who do an incredible job. Steve Smeagle and his staff help us maintain that fiscal stability. That was probably Steve leading the applause. So, and if you think about it, when it comes to fiscal stability, uh, you know, that's what you expect from government. But in Macomb County, all those folks I just got through talking about, we understand it. And uh, that is the way we operate. So clearly, all these positive metrics provide convincing reasons why people want to make Macomb their home. In fact, that phrase, make Macomb your home, has been able to capture the true spirit of what we are building here, a thriving place that people are proud to call home. This community-inspired brand has provided us with a powerful platform to champion our county. We're using interactive content to showcase everything from special events to homegrown businesses, seasonal campaigns, and spirited competitions to provide residents and visitors with an opportunity for destination experiences, putting a spotlight on shopping, dining, arts, culture, and recreation. But Make Macomb Your Home is more than a tagline. It's become a digital trend. There are now more than 30,000 people who are sharing content on social media. Each month, our posts are seen by more than 338,000 individuals. And this past year, four million people explored Macomb County by using Make Macomb Your Home. These four simple words have created an economic advantage and an emotional connection to this place we call home. 
we are also building and better connecting the community with One Macomb. One Macomb is our countywide initiative created to embrace, share, and celebrate our increasing diversity. Our vision is to appreciate the many cultures and create a community that is welcoming everyone. We have done this by hosting naturalization ceremonies, coordinating with service agencies, and engaging ethnic organizations. The networking is having a positive impact on Macomb County. As I stated earlier, there were 4,000 new people who made Macomb their home this past year. What percentage of those new residents do you think were international? The answer might surprise you. 72% of all new Macomb County residents this past year were foreign-born. Think about that. The majority of our new neighbors no longer come from another county, but rather they now come from another country. And we know this. People choose to live where they feel welcome. And this population trend is a testament to the fact that people feel welcome in Macomb. In addition to creating a more welcoming Macomb community, we are building a better Macomb in several ways. First, we are building a healthier Macomb by improving public health, mental health, and physical health. With regards to public health, our health department was quick to react to a statewide hepatitis A outbreak. They set up 360 outreach clinics, which administered vaccines to nearly 12,000 at-risk members. The health department was equally quick to respond when PFAS chemicals were discovered near Selfridge Air Base and was a pioneer in the use of video technology for case management in communicable diseases. The next area, mental health. Although there have been some improvements, in this case, the challenges appear to be outpacing our ability to respond. One of the biggest setbacks has been a substantial cut in mental health funding from the state. Our community mental health agency has seen a $38 million cut in Medicaid funding over the past two and a half years. We know there are a lot of unmet needs in the state, but we will continue to push for improved mental health funding when the new legislature and governor take office next year. On the physical health side, the county is seeing improvements through several major investments by our local hospital systems. McLaren Macomb has launched the first phase of its planned $68 million expansion of their emergency department and trauma center. When completed, it will have doubled in size and will become the county's largest emergency medical center. Ascension Macomb, Oakland. And I like the fact that Macomb comes before Oakland, by the way, for those that care. Brooks is sleeping, he didn't hear it anyways. So. Ascension Macomb, Oakland, our presenting sponsor, they're in the midst of a $48 million expansion of their East Tower on its Warren campus, expanding from four floors to seven floors and creating 220 private rooms. Henry Ford Macomb just cut the ribbon on a $40 million expansion of its surgical center, which utilizes the most advanced technology and includes a state-of-the-art hybrid surgical facility. And speaking of Henry Ford, we were excited to hear that the president and CEO, Barbara Rossman, had just been given an additional role with the parent company. She was named the chief nursing officer for the entire Henry Ford Health System. Barbara, congratulations. <laughs> there were two other health-related announcements this past year, both impacting our veterans. 
First, the former 103-acre Seville Manor Army Garrison in Chesterfield Township was purchased by the state and will become the site for the new 128-bed long-term care facility for veterans. This campus... This campus was designed around national best practices and will be the prototype for seven new veterans facilities to be built in the state over the next 10 years. There was intense competition for the Southeast Michigan site, and we were proud to have been able to bring that here to Macomb County. We are equally proud that the nationally prominent Eisenhower Center has selected Macomb County and Selfridge Air Base as the site for its newest residential treatment center for veterans suffering from traumatic brain injuries. The center will offer a comprehensive array of rehabilitative services that will guide veterans and their families back to healthy and productive lives. Interesting. We have a history of the defense industry here in Macomb County where we have a sense of pride in making things that protect those who protect us. But now here in Macomb County, facilities are being built to serve those who have served us. And speaking of those who have served us, we have a special guest with us this evening. This individual served with her spouse, her spouse, in the US Army during World War II, and is a resident of Macomb County. This past Thanksgiving, she celebrated her 100th birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome, if you will, Miss Nina Daly. Nina? Where's Nina Hyden? There's Nina, right there. Nina, thank you for your service, amazing. And uh, thank you for making Macomb your home. So, that actually woke Brooks up. He started waving. He thought everybody was cheering for him or something again. <laughs> no, that was Nina's moment, Brooks. So, <laughs> in addition to building a healthier Macomb, we are also building a safer Macomb. The Sheriff's Office partnered with our planning department and created a web-based crime mapping system. This allows for better deployment of law enforcement officers and more complete information to the public. The Sheriff's Office is also utilizing drone technology to enhance tactical investigative techniques. And as well, they're using 3D technology to better document crash and crime scenes. And at ComTech, we are leveraging its advanced te technology to, if you will, make our schools safer. By using video and telecommunications links, we can now connect directly into a school's security camera system. We all hope that the day never comes. But if it does, this unique partnership will provide a tactical advantage to our first responders to keep kids safe here in Macomb County. <laughs> Macomb is also becoming more caring, especially for our most vulnerable population. Here are just some of the examples. Our Office of Senior Services connected with hundreds of volunteers and organizations looking to give back. The Community Actions Agency hosted resource fairs, services that were provided to 307 families. And an innovative partnership between Senior Service and Martha T. Berry has created a more extensive adult daycare program 
known as Goldenberry, and our outstanding Macomb Food Program. They distributed nearly three million pounds of food through partnerships with more than 60 organizations. You know, it's interesting. Oftentimes, the fine work of these community service staff goes unnoticed, but there's absolutely no question about it. Their work continues to enhance the quality of life in our community, and for that, I thank them. We are also building a more prosperous Macomb. Macomb County's economy is as strong as it's ever been. We continue to experience some of the largest and most technologically advanced investments in the entire state. The most apparent is in our automotive sector. This past year, FCA announced plans to modernize the Warren truck plant to produce the next generation Ram heavy duty pickup. Together with the completion of the billion dollar investment at the Sterling Heights assembly plant, where they make the Ram 1500, Macomb County will soon be the epicenter of all things Ram. Every one of those trucks are gonna be built here in Macomb County, the heavy duty and the 1500. General Motors is also preparing itself for the future. While the most recent announcement to close the Warren transmission plant is not welcome news, General Motors continues to make strategic investments in Macomb County. For example, they announced a $28 million investment in a battery lab at their Global Technical Center in Warren, which will create one of the largest battery facilities in the entire world. And because the future of the Cadillac brand is going to be driven by the expertise at the tech center, General Motors announced that they would be moving Cadillac's headquarters from New York back to Macomb County, Michigan. These major automotive investments are creating expansion opportunities for our world-class supplier network of more than 1,600 manufacturing firms. Some of the most recent investments include Schwab Industries in Shelby Township, $5 million, Drake Enterprise in Clinton Township, $18 million, Tooling Technology in Macomb Township, $19 million, and HTI Cybernetics in Sterling Heights, another $20 million. Again, these are just a few of the many manufacturing investments we have seen this past year. The defense sector. Macomb County is the defense capital. We are home to nearly 700 defense contractors. This past year alone, companies were awarded, actually awarded more than $2 billion in Department of Defense contracts, which represents 63% of total defense spending in the state of Michigan. And these contracts are leading to major investments. Lanzan, a new $10 million headquarters in Romeo. Sapa Transmission, a Spanish defense contractor, a new $40 million North American headquarters in Shelby Township. And the U.S. Army selected Macomb County as home to their next generation combat vehicle team. And Southridge secured $90 million to facilitate base improvements. In fact, recently, we strengthened our relationship with Southridge when General Slocum and I had an opportunity to sign a public-private partnership agreement to better align base priorities with the community and resources so that we can protect our hometown airbase. General, thank you for all that you do. <laughs> On the retail and service side, that industry, C.J. Barry Morris is planning a multi-million dollar expansion. This gets me excited. <laughs> They're adding new attractions. We just got through getting a roller coaster, which, by the way, one and done. Uh, back when I was a kid, I could do it. One time, I was off. 
Uh, but this time, they're bringing a Ferris wheel to Macomb County out at that location. That deserves a round of applause. Are you kidding me? It was the last time we had a Ferris wheel here. Now you better be, I want to say Saunders now, and you guys better be, uh, you know, at least clapping for the bumpy cake or something here, right? <laughs> Saunders. Saunders announced the major merger. Hang on, let me finish it. Let me finish it. Saunders announced the major merger with, the, uh, with cars in a move that will combine the two iconic snack brands and expand national distribution. Now you can applaud. I, I'm going to say it. I, 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 I was warned not to, but I got to. I wonder if this has anything to do with tomorrow. Those who are laughing, I just identified you. Anybody know what tomorrow is? Oh, there we go. There we go. That guy. So, there's always one in a crowd. So, so. Blake's continues to grow their farm center and cider operations with an additional $2 million investment. And at Jimmy John's Field, boy, the hits just keep on coming there, man. Pretty much every game was a sellout. Andy, thank you once again for bringing that here to Macomb County. Michigan Lottery Amphitheater at Freedom Hill has a new promoter, 313 Presents, and they're promising some incredible touring acts, if you will, for 2019. And Candace, if you're in a house, i got to thank you because you've been a partner in this one. This is pretty exciting stuff. I see folks point, pointing her way. She's over here somewhere. There she is. She's hiding in the front row here. The Detroit Zoological Society is planning to build a $15 million Great Lakes Nature Center here in Macomb County, and it'll include aquariums, animal habitats, displays on the science and ecology of our freshwater assets. This is exciting stuff. So... Away from the retail side, i got to go back to talking about some of the IT and uh, the cybersecurity stuff that's going on here. It's absolutely amazing. Right now, we have more than 400 companies that make up Macomb County's information technology network. And uh, boy, they employ more than 9,000 highly trained workers. The national average for employment growth in these professions in the past five years nationally is 9.5%. Yet over the past five years here in Macomb County, the growth has been 132%. The tech trends are helping us develop some innovative programs. We developed cyber testing ranges here in Macomb County, created cyber career pathways, and we're expanding the role of our Michigan Automotive and Defense Cyber Awareness Team, known as MADCAT. But our latest idea is truly something unique. We are launching a first-of-its-kind robotics collaboration and innovation center. The center will offer tools, programs, and expert assistance in an open environment for creative people. The potential benefits of this are endless, and the concept will put Macomb County at the forefront of industry innovation. Clearly, there's an impressive amount of economic activity happening across Macomb County. But we cannot sustain a growing economy unless we offer a workforce that is prepared for the jobs of the future. As we sit here today, there are more than 20,000 unfilled jobs in Macomb County. Many of these remain unfilled because our workforce doesn't have the necessary skills. Folks, this is a national challenge, yet we know it has to be solved through local solutions. Here are some of the ways that we are working to meet those challenges at a pre-baccalaureate level. We have been partnering with the Macomb Intermediate School District on efforts like Manufacturing Day where we have connected more than 10,000 high school kids to emerging careers. 
working with Romeo Community Schools, we officially designated the district as the first forward next generation learning community in the state. And you know, I recently saw a video that the kids put together to better explain this. So I'm gonna let the kids entertain you for a moment. As high school students, we crave real world, authentic experiences because we want to be interested in what we are learning. In Romeo, our schools partner with Ford Next Generation Learning and the Macomb County Planning and Economic Development Department, bringing together teachers, employers, and community leaders to transform our high school to make learning more meaningful and give us the skills we need to be ready for what comes next. We call this transformation the Academies at Romeo. The Academies at Romeo will allow us to choose a career theme we are interested in, like health, law, manufacturing, information technology, and more. We'll take math, English, science, and social studies, but they'll be taught through the theme of our academy. Ninth graders will start out in Freshman Academy, where they will learn skills to help them be successful in high school, explore careers, and even visit college campuses. After this exploration, students choose an academy and pathway for their 10th, 11th, and 12th grade years. Choosing a pathway, such as health services in the Academy of Health, Human, and Public Services, is like choosing a college major. The Academy and Pathway we choose becomes a school within a school, where we study with those with similar interests and build strong relationships with our teachers and each other. No matter what Academy or Pathway we choose, our courses will relate to real problems being faced by real companies, and we will learn about them both in and out of the classroom. Workplace learning opportunities such as job shadowing and internships will give us hands-on experiences, understanding of career options, and increased technical and soft skills. And because we learn within a career theme that interests us, school becomes more engaging, relevant, and fun, increasing our academic achievement, attendance, and graduation rates. This will ensure all graduates of Romeo Community Schools have the opportunity to enroll in a college or other post-secondary training option, enlist in military service, or become employed in a sustainable career with opportunities for growth. Most importantly, it will prepare all of us for college, career, and life. To find out more or to get involved, visit www.romeok12.org. That was actually created and produced by the kids themselves, which was very interesting because it really sums up and explains exactly what's going on. And uh, that's just Romeo schools. Here's some of the things that other districts are doing to better connect students' passions with career opportunities. Chippewa Valley Schools has an award-winning medical academy. Centerline Public Schools has an impressive program where graduates are ready to take jobs as EMTs and firefighters. And Utica Community Schools, they continue to expand their manufacturing, automotive, design, and engineering program known as MADE. To keep this momentum going, we created the Macomb Talent and Education Consortium, where leaders from the Macomb Intermediate School District, Macomb Community College, and the county, we meet on a regular basis to address the evolving talent needs of tomorrow. And with that being said, tonight I want to announce the next step in preparing Macomb's new collar workers. This morning, we launched the Fueling the Talent Pipeline initiative. This is a service platform where employers and educators can get connected, share resources, and help students become aware of future career opportunities. So if you're an employer, an educator, 
or know of a student who is looking to get connected, please do them a favor. Log on to MacombBusiness.com and check out Fueling Talent Pipeline. This is a great opportunity to give kids the moment to see that there might be something they have a passion in. And, uh, you know, I get excited about the future because of what's going on in our schools in those districts. So I want to thank all the school districts and everyone for working with us in the county level to try to help those kids get connected. Now, each year, I tend to end my remarks by talking about the future and then what's on the horizon for Macomb County. And uh, at the top of that list, roads. Did you have a wonderful drive here today? We are entering that season once again where the condition of the roads will again be a major public concern. And you know, the good news is that there has been some improvement in state funding, yet it is still woefully inadequate. For example, when you hear that there's a billion dollar increase at the state level, that sounds like a big number. But you know what that translates to? About $5 million from Macomb County Department of Roads. Now, there's reasons why. And whatever they're gonna do in Lansing, I don't wanna be prescriptive. But whatever that solution is that is proposed, I wanna make sure that it amounts to real money. You see, it's not about fixing the roads. We can do that. It's about fixing the funding for roads that's necessary. And here's an example of what can be done with adequate funding. One of our greatest success stories this past year was a major federal grant award that we received to innovate Mound Road. This dynamic partnership we created with industry leaders in the cities of Warren and Sterling Heights, as well as the county, we were able to create and rethink and rebuild one of the most important roadways in southeast Michigan. This $97.8 million grant was the largest Department of Transportation grant ever awarded to a local unit of government. And you see, it's not about rebuilding the entire roadway, which is what most people just want to see. And we're gonna do that from 696 to Hall Road. But we're also gonna include an intelligent transportation system designed to integrate future mobility technologies. The construction on that road will begin in about 18 months. And when it is completed, it will have transformed one of the worst roads to one of the most advanced in the entire nation. Another item on the horizon is making a decision on what to do about the county jail. Simply put, our current jail is too old, too small, and too expensive to operate. More importantly, our outdated facility doesn't allow us to utilize proven best practices in the criminal justice system. As I mentioned last year, we brought in consultants to study the situation, and they have provided us with alternatives. And as you might imagine, each of those carries a significant price tag. These alternatives will be carefully evaluated over the next six months, and a more detailed cost will be determined for each. The goal will be to identify a specific plan before the end of the year. I also, uh, on the horizon, look at planned improvements that we have here in Macomb County with the areas of parks, trails, and natural resources. The Department of Public Works, incredible job she's doing over there, 
I can't say enough about her. I mean, I'm so glad she's our Public Works Commissioner. Candace, thank you. So, it's a night and day difference, folks. I can only say that since I got the microphones, I'm gonna say it. I mean, it's like, we're working, our planning departments are working with Public Works now. Road department is working with Public Works now. I mean, and those things are so, they're so intimately needed to be involved, and it's happening. So the exciting things that are happening across this county is a direct reflection of the leadership in that office. And uh, most recently, she just announced that they're going to be leveraging $2 million in federal funds. Your tax dollars coming back home because she knows how to do that, to revitalize the Sterling Relief Drain. Candace, thank you. Huron Clinton Metropolitan Authority is planning a half million dollar beach enhancement at Lake St. Clair Metro Park. My father is sitting over here saying, it's Metro Beach. <laughs> Quit calling it that. So, I know, Pine Knob, DTE, whatever. So, and the, <laughs> the county will also, we're, we're going to be completing our new master plan for parks, trails, and natural resources. You know, and uh, just looking at the future and trying to figure out, you know, where we're headed here, whatever. Um, thinking of the future, and I think many of you do. Uh, I do more so now because I'm connected with my nephew and my nieces and uh, just having them as part of my life. I, I worry about them and I wonder about them. And uh, you know, it's, it's impossible to think about the future without thinking about uh, our children. And uh, we do have, and I mentioned it earlier, a great educational system here, a proud uh, graduate of public schools, this uh, community college. And uh, I, can't, I can't imagine having a, a better place for educational opportunities than here in Macomb County. And uh, with that being said, I, I do want to close this evening by at least highlighting just one of them, specifically for a reason. And as part of its mission, the Macomb Intermediate School District works with students who need special education services. Every fall, I have an opportunity to attend the opening day ceremonies at the ISD, where I have a chance to meet with their staff and dozens of their students. During this year's program, a ninth grade student from Glen Peters School, who was visually impaired, sang a song that I'd heard before. But I'm going to tell you, I never really listened to the words until I heard her perform that song. It taught me two lessons as I listened to the words for the first time. First, it reminded me that there are many people in our community who are facing challenges, and yet they find the strength to overcome them. Secondly, it taught me to see people as having disabilities, really not to notice their disabilities, but to recognize them as having different abilities. And because I was so moved by this, I decided at that moment that I was going to invite her here to hopefully inspire you as well. She took me up on that offer. Ladies and gentlemen, Nevaeh McIntosh. There's a voice inside my head saying, you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels
lost with no direction. My faith is shaking, but hi, I gotta keep trying. Gotta keep my head held high. There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes we're gonna have to lose. In about how fast I get there. In about what's waiting on the other side. It's a climb. The struggles I'm facing. The chances I'm taking. Sometimes might knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm gonna remember most of. Just gotta keep going, and I, I gotta be strong. Just keep pushing on, cause there's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes we're gonna have to lose. In about how fast I get there. In about what you're waiting on the other side. It's a climb. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes we're gonna have to lose. In about how fast I get there. In about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Yeah.
Maybe I want to thank you for being a special part of this evening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're as proud as I am of this place we call home. And as you look around, it's the people of this county who make us what we are. I want to thank all of you for being a part of this evening's celebration. And I want to wish all of you a happy and safe holiday season. Thank you for attending.